everybody. Welcome to the Art City Paranormal Podcast. I am Kyle, your tour guide for the weird, and we are finally back with a brand new episode. I am so excited to be here, and I'm glad to be able to bring you some more news of the weird and some other stuff that we'll talk about, sort of give you an update on the group. Uh, really glad to have you come back in with us. It is a Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Uh, early afternoon. I was finally able to sit down, put a new episode together. It's such a logistical nightmare to get these together that this is, this is, uh, we've been doing throwback episodes. This one here is going to be a real throwback episode for us. This is me by myself on solo. Uh, so we're going way back to the beginning. If you were listening to us back then, you know, I have a tendency to ramble, uh, try to make it as interesting as possible. We'll cover a bunch of stuff today. Uh, got plans to cover, uh, how the how the new show is uh, more throwback episodes that we're gonna get. Uh, we'll try to have some special guests on. Uh, we'll go over what's been going on during quarantine. Uh, I've got a whole back surgery saga I can share with you. Also, um, UFO news that I want to talk about. Also, some uh, folks that are looking for advice on stuff that's going on in their home uh, that I was able to track down. Hopefully, help out with uh, some investigations that we've got coming up. Uh, we've got we just went to Waverly Hills sanatorium in Kentucky, which was, uh, interesting. Uh, I can't wait to have the rest of the team on to get their thoughts on that as well. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Clear my throat. So have you never done this before? If you're joining us for the very first time, I sincerely appreciate it. Hopefully I can keep you entertained. We've got a whole backlog library that you can go back and listen to, uh, from other stuff that we do. We get the folks from the team on and we try to cover everything. I try to cover, you know, everything from we'll talk about there's times I'll talk about sports. Um, and then there's other times where of course it's legit, like straight on uh, paranormal. And today, like I said, we'll cover a lot of UFO stuff. I think it's really interesting. It's been going on in the news here lately. So, uh, so yeah, back here, uh, by myself, uh, doing this thing. And like I said, it just sort of, sort of like a throwback episode. Like, you know, I've got my water here. I got the laptop set up in front of me. I'm burning a, a little Palo Santo. Not because I feel like there's anything around. I just like the smell of the shit. Uh, chilling, hanging out in the studio. So, so we'll go through stuff and we'll talk and hopefully you'll be entertained and you'll want to listen again next week. Cause there'll be, there'll be one next week. There'll be one. There'll be one after that. We're going to get back on the horse here and get these uh, more consistently out to you. So anyway, yeah, it's a whole thing. I mean, everybody's got stuff going on and everybody, you know, thinks that, you know, Art City is important and damn, it's hot in here. Maybe I'm just nervous. You turn on a fan. Hold on, I'm going to turn on a fan. That might be too fucking loud. It doesn't matter. I'll edit all that anyway. Yeah, like the first 20 minutes of the show was Kyle dicking around with the fan. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so it's me by myself back in here talking about whatever. You know how it goes. If you've listened to us for any amount of time, you know how it goes anyhow. So really glad you're in with us. Really glad you're taking the time out of your busy day to come in. Oh, yeah, so why I'm by myself. So everybody thinks our city is important, and I really appreciate that. Everybody on the team is really dedicated. But the podcasts are tough to get scheduled, tough to get people 
all together here to to record them um it really was it was just a it was just like scheduling nightmare to try to put you know uh four people here at the same time and while i thought those shows were super good uh we needed to get we need to get the podcast rolling again so hopefully what will happen is i'll do a lot of these by myself but maybe what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to bring in uh people from the team and it'll sort of be like a special thing like hey you know we got mike here with us today you know that kind of thing so while we don't have mike here today we do have a pretty good show i feel like i got a pretty good show for you so um but we have more throw throwback episodes that'll come out i'll put them out for you guys um like i said when i say we've got special guests hopefully different team members will come on i've got some other stuff planned uh that the team will be able to do that we'll be able to do together uh stuff that we can go over uh look through and i'd be really interested to get their thoughts when they come in that we talk about way really because it was not what i expected so more on that later <laughs> but way really was not uh i don't think what anybody expected once we got there so really glad again to have you in with us um quarantine how's your quarantine going mine's been interesting uh me may or may not know at the beginning of the year uh hurt my back um and uh, ended up that it was not only that but it was some other issues that i had going on with my back that uh i needed to have surgery for uh went in in february got my mri and stuff uh turned out yeah i had a um at that time they thought a couple possibly uh herniated discs plus some uh stenosis uh spinal stenosis and narrowing of uh my nerve canals so got the surgery scheduled um and a lot of pain it sucked believe me there's nothing probably I, I wouldn't i wouldn't take i wouldn't take an earache or a toothache over nerve pain um it's definitely not as bad as either one of those but it's not uh no bueno for real if you've ever experienced nerve pain you know exactly what i'm talking about it's it's it it hurts but it doesn't hurt where you think it hurts and there's nothing you can do for it it's not like you can put a heating pad on it you can't put an ice pack on it you know the only thing you can do is just load up on pain meds which you know in the long run is never good so there was a lot of that so i got the surgery scheduled uh for the um beginning of march uh it was then postponed to the end of march because they weren't sure what was going to be going on with covid or whatever then of course they stop all the surgeries and everything and even though i was in pain and it was getting worse it wasn't considered it wasn't considered a, a life-threatening so therefore it was considered elective if you knew the pain i was in it was hardly elective surgery to get the fucking taken care of so then it gets uh it gets postponed indefinitely um on about or right around my birthday yeah, right about the middle of march uh, it gets postponed indefinitely like okay uh sure so went through that finally on june 4th uh, i was able to get the surgery uh, surgery went well uh, turns out uh, herniated discs at l3 and l4 if you're familiar at all with uh, the spine l3 and l4 um, right leg pain basically my entire right leg just i could have told you that before we were going in but they didn't know whether it was nerve impingement from the stenosis that they saw on the MRI or if it was something else. So they go in, they fix those, take care of the stenosis. Uh, 
laid up for about four weeks and just bad. No, no good whatsoever. Um, five to six weeks got pretty good. Uh, was starting to be able to go walking again. Uh, started out with about a half mile. Um, now I am eight weeks out, uh, nine weeks out, <clears throat> excuse me, nine weeks out tomorrow, a hundred percent recovered back to walking again. In fact, uh, just this week we, we got the four miles, uh, it's about four, four and a half miles a day. Uh, Boone and I are walking. He's loving it. You know, if you don't know Boone, go check out my Instagram. You see pictures of that big chocolate idiot on there. Uh, but him and I are out every day uh, doing that. So back to normal, uh, still not supposed to lift anything over about 30 pounds. Uh, but beyond that, beyond that, uh, there it's pretty back to, back to, back to normal. So that's how, that's how my COVID has been going. My COVID quarantine, um, definitely a lot better than the way it started. So that's where we're at. Uh, so it made it, it made it difficult to sit down and knock out a podcast, uh, made it difficult to do, to do anything. We had to suspend all our, all of our investigations, of course, just because of the, what was going on in the world. Uh, but we, we, the group would have at least at the, at the very least been without me uh, during that time. I mean, there at the beginning, man, it was, uh, I mean, I had trouble walking. You know, it all started out. I thought, uh, I had, uh, I thought I had done something to my knee because that's where my pain was. Uh, you know, I thought I had uh, this, you know, all these problems in my knee, you know, so I'm icing it and I'm, you know, I'm putting a heating pad on it and it's just not, it's not touching it. It's like, damn, you know, and then woke up one morning and, uh, had the pain going all the way down my right leg. And it was like, Oh, okay. It was flashbacks to 1998. Uh, I had my first back surgery in 98, uh, but it was on my left side then. And uh, I immediately knew when I woke up that morning, like, oh shit, that's not my knee. This is, this is my back and this is bad, but we're good now. We got it fixed. Um, so yeah, so that's how, that's how it's been going for me. It's been uh, slow, but I feel good now. I feel a hell of a lot better. And I feel like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm back to me. I'm back to probably the way I felt a year ago. I didn't realize how much pain I was in until it was all over with. So it was, it's cool. I'm glad to be back to where, to where we're at now. Karen's look, I apologize if you're listening to this and your name is Karen. It's gotta be a really bad spot to be in. Uh, being that the, the male version of Karen is now a toss up between Chad and Kyle. Uh, I so I, I feel your pain, but I, I do understand that the, the Karen is stuck. So just my thoughts, just there's, I feel like I know why we're seeing so many Karens and it's because of us being locked up and not having that social interaction. And the only social interaction that we've had has been uh, Facebook and social media. And you know how people are there. They just say whatever the fuck they want. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll literally say whatever like, Oh yes, I, you know, that he is, or that pops to mind, you know, oh yes, I, I put babies on spikes. Um, you know, no flag, no country. It's a whole other thing. Anyway, if you've not seen it, look up Eddie Izzard. Um, any of his stand-ups, fantastic. But that's that's one of those things. I mean, you just you can get away with saying anything you want to on social media. And I feel like a lot of people were locked up, and that's the only interaction they had. And somehow, in their mind, they got so self-entitled that that 
was normal. And now they feel like, you know, if they go to, if they go to Burger King and their, their burger has pickles on it and it's not supposed to be there, that they have some type of right to go in and scream at the poor 16 year old kid behind the counter being forced to work to pay for their car insurance on their beater parked outside that barely made it to work that day. And now Karen's pissed off because she doesn't have her pickles and she wants to speak to your manager. Like, you know, just calm down. Just calm down. Just relax. My theory on how we got there with Karen's is that the, the whole social media interaction thing where there's no, there's no consequences when you're at home, you know, on your phone between, you know, hair appointments or whatever the fuck they were all pissed off because their hair grew out and it looked even worse than it did before. (laughs) (coughs) That's not COVID. That's just a smoker cough. So UFO news was something I wanted to cover uh, because it's always super popular. And right now it's in the news a lot. And I think with everything that's going on with everybody, so sidetracked on, uh, the whole COVID deal that I almost feel like the U S government felt like it was safe. You know, they came out and they said that, that the, the, some of the crafts that they found were, were made, um, off planet, I believe was the quote they used. You have to Google that and, and let me know if that's right. But I'm pretty sure that's right. Is the, the, they were built off planet. So they do, they weren't comfortable calling them UFOs. You know, what we have, we had, we had, of course there were UFOs, but then they became, what was it flying phenomena or something like that? It was a UPO. I don't know. I forget, but they, they went with something else to sort of like, you know, water it down and mask it. And now they're not, they're not calling them either one of those, even though they're calling them vehicles off world made vehicles or off world constructed vehicles or vehicles constructed off world or some shit like that. So they've slowly been, you know, oozing this out. You know, it's all starting to come forward now that, you know, hey, maybe UFOs are real, which, I mean, let's face it, the the probability that there is life out there in the universe is probably not a real debate to even have. I mean, if you just look up at the stars and you think, okay, each one of those is approximately a sun that could have their own solar system that could, you know, have another you know, say six to six to nine planets. Yeah, Pluto, I got you. Six to nine planets um, in total uh, with it. And you think, okay, well, then you break that down. Okay, one of them is at a distance where it could be habitable. I mean, then it just turns into this unbelievably large number or high probability of a number that there is other life out there. Now, whether whether or not they're intelligent enough to come here is another is another story and another argument that you can have. But I do believe that there's other life out there. And then, then we get into this kind of stuff where they're finding these spacecraft where we've covered it many times on here. We cover these, you know, spacecraft that are coming here and they're visiting and they're watching us and, and things like that. And now they're, you know, interacting. And now it's just to the point where I kind of feel like what has happened over the last, uh, say 70 years, you know, since say 1950, it really goes back before that. You can say almost, almost really 80 years. We're looking at, um, it really wasn't that 
the United States or, or, or Russia or China or anybody didn't believe in them. It was that whatever technology that they did have, I feel like they wanted to get it first. So there wasn't going to be in a situation where they admitted to knowing that UFOs were real or anything like that. And it wasn't that it wasn't so much that they didn't feel like the people couldn't handle it. It was that they didn't want the other countries to know that they knew how much they knew about it. And when, when you hear like stories like Bob Lazar um, and his experience that he had at, at uh, area 51 groom Lake, it makes it a little bit more believable. And now it's sort of like, well, we're not going to get this technology. It's just, it's too far beyond us. You know, we've spent what we'd say at least 40 years trying to discover what it is. Now it's time to start. Let's start leaking this out. Um, and I think that's what you're seeing now is the government sort of putting it out there. Like, well, we might, we might know something. But I mean, you even have a prominent congressman at this point uh, saying that they want answers. Marco Rubio is one of them, um, which it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you think of his politics. Just the, the fact that you have a, 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 a guy that ran for president um, who really had a legit shot, a well-respected congressman is now saying, hey, you know, this needs to be part of uh, some of the stuff that you share with Congress, uh, speaking to the Pentagon and what they know. Uh, so super interesting. I mean, you can go now, if you go right now, uh, I don't have a Google this uh, segment uh, for today, but um, if you go and you you Google UFO news, um, you'll have articles that pop up from like yesterday. There were there was a, a yesterday, so two days ago. As you as if you're listening to this, if you're a dedicated listener and you're listening on Thursday, um, but, but but August fourth, August fourth, twenty twenty, there was one cited in Denver, and it's it's reported on the local news. There's video of it online right now. You can Google it. It's the first thing that'll pop up. It's one of the first things on on the on. Um, Twitter that pops up if you Google it. So, I mean, it's just more common now. It, it's not, I don't believe that there's more of them. I think it's, it's just like anything else. We all have this in the palm of our hand. As I grab my phone here in the palm of our hand, we have a, we have a communication device to contact us to anywhere in the world. We have all the knowledge that we could ever want. We have a video camera and a camera and literally, you know, 95% of us has one in our pocket right now. So I don't think it's any, any more, it's not having more so it's that the availability to document it now is to the point where it's just, you know, you're just going to know it's just going to happen. Like the, for another example, another, another terrible example, but an example of how it gets documented in the media quickly is this uh, explosion that just happened in Beirut minutes after that explosion happened, there were you know, six different videos online, all different angles of this massive explosion that took place over there. And it was, it's just that quick. The news news now, as I air quote, that news now is just so fast. It just comes out so quick. And it was minutes after that happened. It was everywhere. It was on Facebook. It was on, it was on uh, um, uh, Twitter. It's on, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's on, it's on Reddit. It's on Instagram. It's everywhere. And it just happens that quick, that, that, you know, that fast that then it's out there. So the same thing applies and I hope everybody there is okay. If, if anybody is listening that has family over there, I sincerely hope that your family's okay. I hope you're safe. 
Um, but so, yeah, I think it's just easier to document everything. And that's part of it. That's part of where we're at now. It's part of what the, the technology that we've been able to, to, to have as a society, uh, as a global, um, is this global telecommunications gig where everything is documented, everything. And that's a, a big part of it. Um, so a lot of mainstream, you can Google that now. And they're, they're, they're ba it's basically now at the point where it's proven they're real. They're here and they're watching us. Um, I kind of feel like we're, maybe we're, we're like the, the ants in the ant farm, you know, or we're their favorite fish in the fish tank. Uh, they're taking a look at us and they're, they're sort of like, okay, you know, and a lot of this happened, you know, a lot of people believe that the, the spike in uh, visits from UFOs wasn't necessarily the technology of them getting this technology and, and coming and coming to us at that particular time. A lot of folks feel it's, it's um, connected to our uh, use, our discovery of, and then use of nuclear weapons. Um, they had been watching us, um, you know, a nuclear bomb goes off and they're sort of like, whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. Okay, wait a minute. The meatballs are on to something. We need to go, we need to go check this out. And if you Google some of that stuff that's happened um, in, uh, what was it? Oh, it was like October, 2010, I think it was. Uh, there was um, oh, uh, an Air Force base in, I want to say it was Wyoming. Hold on, let me Google it. But I, there was an Air Force base that uh, obviously the Air, the Air Force is in, is in control of our nuclear missiles, um, but they lost power. They lost the ability to to control them, and so everybody said that you know they were they sort of they sort of showed up and uh, were saying, hey, look, you know, this technology you have is really cool, but it's really it's it's on the borderline of of catastrophic. So you need to be real careful with what you're doing. Now, why they didn't do something after the testing? Uh, to stop Hiroshima um, and Nagasaki, P perhaps maybe they thought we, once we saw that we would learn, okay, we shouldn't use these again, which I do believe we did. I do believe everybody around the world, including uh, our own government, was sort of like, whoa, hold on a minute. Like, you know, a lot of good things. We saved a lot of American lives from not having to invade Japan there, but we vaporized some folks. We need to backpedal a little bit on this. Um, but anyway, uh, it was like an hour. Uh, let's see. I got it here. Yeah, Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, temporarily lost the ability to communicate with 50 of its Minuteman, Minuteman 3 missiles. The five missile alert facilities responsible for launching, for launching those ICBMs, Alpha through Echo, comprising the 319th strategic missile squadron would have been able to unable to do so during the period of disruption. Um, so yeah, they basically came out and they were like, okay, hold on a second. Look, you got some really cool shit here, but, uh, we're going to let you know that, uh, you can't fuck with this. You know, we, we, we see you, we see what you're doing. You need to back off a little bit. Now, if they would just, land and talk to somebody would have probably went over a lot better because of course you've got all the deniers between here and there. And I'm not saying I necessarily believe this either. It could have just been a power failure. You know, they, they, they wrote it off as a cable, uh, somewhere was cut. Um, however, repairing that cable was almost instantaneous and no one was working on it. So that's an interesting twist, but they're definitely watching us. And I think now that, 
there's so there's the ability to document out there all around is so much easier now for everyone that it's really becoming quite evident that they're here. They're watching us. Um, now there are theories out there. We can sort of go off on a little bit of a side tangent. There are theories out there that, uh, we're some kind of experiment humans, homo sapiens are some type of experiment. Um, the, the story basically goes that, you know, they came, they came to visit, they saw these, you know, like hairy pseudo intelligent monkeys and they were sort of like, okay, um, let's take one of these. We're going to take it back to Alpha Centauri. We're going to mess with its DNA, breed it a little bit, tweak it. And then we're going to bring it back and drop off this hairless ape with this really big brain. And then we're going to see what happens. Um, fun story, you know, cool story. And a lot of folks are into it. A lot of folks believe it. And the, the reason that they do is because there is a significant jump when you look at uh, the evolution of man, uh, when you go from Neanderthal to Homo sapien or Neanderthal. Oh, let me, I don't want to misquote this. So we're going to. Okay, yeah. So, a homo, uh, homo uh, neanderthalensis, neanderthalensis, homo neanderthalensis. I always had trouble with that. It's also like Australopithecus, which was another uh, humanoid uh, ancestor of ours. Anyway, uh, fossil and genetic evidence uh, show that you know uh, we evolved from Neanderthals, and it happened um, that we had a, a common ancestor, you know, about s- seven, meh. Well, we'll just split like about five hundred thousand years ago. But anyhow, there's such a jump between modern humans and Neanderthals that a lot of people are like, okay, well, we'll you know, uh, brain size, etc. And if you look. So you go from um, Australopithecus uh, to Neanderthals. Um, they're taller and thicker legs. They're, they're more ape-like when you go Australopithecus to, to Neanderthal. And the, the jump there and then the jump from Neanderthal to Homo sapien, a lot of folks want to say, well, the, the jump is just too large. Like that just couldn't happen. Um, there's too many genetic differences um, between Australopithecus, which was you know basically an upright uh, chimpanzee uh, to Neanderthal, which, you know, had lost a lot of hair to, to legit modern day human homo sapien. The differences in the three are far too large that there had to be some type of outside factor. So of course the answer must be that, you know, aliens showed up in their spacecraft. They, they plucked us uh, away, took us off to their planet, um, messed with us genetically and then brought us back and dropped us off. And then we're, we're homo sapiens with these big brained hairless guys in comparison to like Australopithecus. See how much trouble I have with that word. Um, so that must be the answer. You know, we must've been taken away to Alpha Centauri. We must be an experiment. Um, that's why they're so into the nuclear weapons and stuff, because, you know, now we can, we can not only can we kill each other one by one, but now we can kill each other in, in the millions and their, their experiment is threatened. It's a fun fireside chat. Um, however, 
throughout history, the jump is pretty easy to coordinate with other things that went on in the environment. Namely, one of those things is the discovery and the mastery of fire. The fire, of course, wouldn't make you smarter, but it, it could make you hairless, but it wouldn't make you smarter. But what it did do is it allowed for a uh, larger game uh, to be uh, cooked and eaten. And by that, the larger amount of protein was able to be taken in by a wider part of the population, not just the hunters. You know, you had you had hunter gatherers. But at the time, you know, when when you're hunting, you know, you would take down a, a large animal and it was mainly the hunters that were able to take to take a lot of that protein because you couldn't it wasn't you couldn't widely distribute it. There was no way to prepare it without fire. Once they mastered fire uh, and it became a regular thing where everybody back home got to take in this amount of protein, we all began to evolve. And if you look at if you look at Australopithecus in comparison to Homo sapien, you, well, you don't even have to do that. Just look at chimpanzees. The muscular structure in a chimpanzee in comparison to humans, it's the same. It's virtually the same. And you can get into a whole other thing, you know, get into evolution and all that. Fine. Send me an email, artcityparanormal at gmail.com. We'll talk about that. That's a, probably an entire other show, which I would love to completely dress you down on. If you look at the muscular structure in a, in a chimpanzee in comparison to a human, it's the same. Uh, you have, you know, you have the same, you know, in, in, in your arms, you have the, the biceps, the triceps, you know, all the, the bone structure and everything is, is, is similar. The, you know, the, the, the girth of of them could be different uh but it's it's the same it's the exact same thing so when you think in terms of evolution you weren't going to further evolve other than possibly standing up straighter the muscular structure wouldn't have to change you would be able to stand up straighter and really how that happened it was just they were on the planes one day and some dude stood up and he was able to see over there and he was like hey he looked looking down everybody was like hey do this we can see over there now they start walking like that and then it turns out oh hey it's easier to survive that way and they mastered it and moved on those guys because they ate better and you know they look better they got more mates and their babies and it's that's how that's how it works anyhow so without any other major evolutionary changes needing to happen with the advent of fire and the the this new you know protein load brains began to grow Thoughts began to happen, you know, uh, philosophies, tools, all this stuff exploded uh, out of the, the the use of fire. And it was because we were able to feed our brains better. And I mean, it's, it's another reason why, you know, if you look at any other mammal in comparison to humans, humans are, uh, we have a shorter gestational period than possibly like say like an elephant. But once they're born though, an elephant's good to go. Within a few hours, the elephant's going to be up walking around doing its thing. Humans are fucking helpless we're hairless helpless screaming idiots for you know the first well a lot of them for the first 18 years of their life but 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 for the first few years of your life you're you're a fucking moron uh and it's because of this huge enormous brain it takes it takes this brain so long to soak up all this shit that we have to know to be able to interact with each other and our environment and what we need to learn and things that need to go on and that's because of that that is what separates us from everything else. It's not an alien. It's the, the, the evolutionary, the evolutionary change from uh, apes, ape primates to, to where we're at today is not the intervention of a, of a off world 
life form. If you disagree, I would love to talk to you. Send me an email or cityparanormal at gmail.com or message, message me uh, through the Facebook page or on Instagram, whatever you want. I'll tell you now you're wrong, uh, but you're welcome to come <clears throat> either on the show or send me a lengthy email uh, and, and let me know. But the reason that that jump is there is not because we went to Alpha Centauri and we were genetically modified by some other being that wouldn't, you know, it's fire fire we we could cook more meat more meat meant more protein more protein meant evolutionary standards got higher expectations were greater uh we need to be smarter and it, it just you were able to mate you know you were more desirable as a mate because now you you know you had this you know oh look bright thing oh you i can eat more and my kids are gonna eat better and this guy's bigger and it's just it's just the way it's just the way it works it's just the way evolution works so Anyway, yeah, fishbowl. Uh, I do, I do, I do believe that there's a strong possibility that we are uh, like ant farm, fishbowl, that type of thing. I don't think we're in a scientific experiment anyway. But I think you know, ant farm, fishbowl. That's probably a pretty good analogy. Maybe it's like tours. Maybe it's like you know, here, pay this money and come, <clears throat> come look at these, you know fragile idiots on this planet you won't believe what the fuck they're doing today like you know they don't look this one over here is this color and this one over here is this color and they hate each other but they're the same yeah they are the same they're just different colors but that's how fucking dumb they are like you know they can't fucking stand it watch them watch them they're idiots so it's like a tourist thing (laughs) you like buy a ticket Oh, come on down. See the hairless apes shoot each other. (laughs) Kids asking, what do you mean they can't hear each other's thoughts? Well, they can't, Timmy. Because they're dumb. Anyway, I encourage you to go Google that. uh, Or you can Google the the fire thing. You can do that. But I was was referring more to the... uh, it's Robert Hastings is the author of the unidentified aerial object cited during the October 2010 nuclear missile incident. Uh, October 2010, uh, aliens showed up coincidentally and shut down multiple uh, ICBM sites. Uh, they believe it was a message uh, or some people believe it was a message to say that, you know, hey, look, you got these really cool toys, but they're going to fuck everybody up. You're going to really jack up your planet. You need to not mess with these. And, you know, if, if you're going to continue to mess with them, hey, guess what? We can control them. And you have no, uh, you don't have any recourse because, you know, you, you can't fly out here. You can't, you can't catch us, uh, which they proved. Uh, when was that? And, uh, was it 2009 that video was from that they released not too long ago? The Navy. Now, see, I got to go Google that now. U.S. Navy. UFO, UFO video. It's funny how like they declassified these in April. We were talking about them a year, a year prior to that. I don't want YouTube. I just want to see when the videos were taken. Unexplained aerial phenomena. That's what it was. That's what I was looking for earlier. Three videos show the pilots uh, saw during training flights in 2004 and 2015. So 2004, 2015, when the video were taken, we talked about it on the show. On our podcast, we talked about it in March of 19. 
And then finally in April, at the end of April this year, it was declassified. The Navy finally said, yeah, okay, that shit's real. That shit's out there. That shit's real. So, yeah. Anyhow. Moving along. If you have any questions on UFOs or anything like that, hit me up. I would love to talk about them with you. If you if you if you don't believe in evolution and think that we just sprung out of the sky, feel free to send me an email as well. I'd love to discuss it. Send anything. Send anything at all. Artcityparanormal at gmail.com. Send away. Message us on Facebook. Message us on Instagram. Find find us on Facebook. Just look for Arch City Paranormal. Anywhere there. We're all over both. Got some really good video. Uh, there's a, a really good video up there now. If you go back and you look through, they've got all, all our videos from when we went to Waverly uh, are up there. You know, we try to do everything live, uh, but really good video. Some REM pod stuff that in the in the body shoot uh, while we were there. Uh, super super good shit. So go check that out. If you've not yet been there, give us a like. Give us a follow. Be our friend. Anyway. So private investigation coming up in Chillicothe soon, uh, which we're really excited about. Not sure how in-depth we can get into that because the the residents are a little not big on their neighbors knowing. And it is a, uh, what would be the word? Distinct location. So hopefully we'll be able to update you guys from there. We obviously can talk about it after the fact. Just don't know how much we're going to be able to share with you guys. Also uh, coming out soon, the Wednesday morning podcast. And I say that a little ironic as it is, or a little ironically as it is Wednesday afternoon right now. And I still have to get that edited down and get it and get it posted. So maybe next Wednesday it'll come out. But Wednesday morning podcast is a gig I'm doing on my own talking about uh, conspiracy theories, stuff going on in the government, news, uh, things like that. Uh, it'll be here on the same podcast network that the uh, the Paranormal Podcast is on. If you're already subscri- subscribed to this podcast, uh, you don't even have to worry about it. It's going to just show up in your feed. Uh, Maybe some other places uh, once it gets rolling. Uh, so hopefully listen, check it out. Look forward to uh, you guys hearing that. So enough with the, the cheap shills. Waverly Hills. Now let me just say... For a long time, we were quite interested in going there. Uh, everybody on the team, um, I, I, th- I thought it was a fantastic place. Checking batteries. Uh, it's an amazing place, a lot of history. Uh, you know, it's been around quite a long time. It's notorious, infamous uh, with some of the stuff that they've had go on there. Uh, but super cool place, super cool people. Uh, the folks that worked there were awesome. My personal experience with the location, not impressed. Not impressed, wouldn't go back. We go a lot of places. We've had the opportunity to go a lot of places, a lot of big places, a lot of cool places. Uh, I think everybody on the team has had some kind of cool experience happen to them while we've been together, uh, out working. And it was just one of those things where, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't. It wasn't creepy. I've been, you know, I, that's why I always say, I always, you know, whenever I, whenever I give my opinion on anywhere, I sort of say like, I've been a lot of cool places. I've been a lot of creepy places. This was a cool place. It was a super cool place. I would not, 
uh, pay for the overnight investigation again. Not impressed. At one point in time in the evening, I had a creepy feeling. But it was one time, you know, in the, what were we there? 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. We were locked down inside. So one time uh, in those, what is it, eight hours? And it was a brief moment, and it was in room 504. Not even the creepiest room in the place. And it was one of those feelings of, oh, like maybe I'm not alone when I should have been alone. I was by myself. And then gone, nothing. Uh, Got absolutely nothing from room 502. I have theories on that. And I'll say this, if you're on the team and you're listening right now, skip the next few seconds. But I have a theory on 502 that I don't want anybody else to hear. I probably shouldn't even say it on the podcast. Uh, What should I do? Okay, yeah. So if you're on the team, you need to to, uh, scan ahead 10 seconds. Starting right now. Okay, so I got to get this in so the rest of the team isn't listening. Room 502, there's nothing creepy about room 502. Room 502 is the area code for Louisville. And I believe that is why there's all this stuff attributed to that room. And I don't think anything happened there. I don't think anything went down there. I don't, there's, it's absolutely the, the least creepy room in the entire friggin' place. In my opinion, you've got a beautiful, it's a bathroom. First of all, you've got a beautiful view or what would have been a beautiful view. Okay. So now they're probably back. So you've got the big part of my out of the way. So I can continue on, um, with that particular, with, with that particular part. It's just, I mean, if there would have been windows up in that, up in 502 i mean it would have been a beautiful view but it's just it's a it's a bathroom so and everybody that's listening that's not on the team has heard my theory for why i think that room is uh so creepy air quotes so creepy oh we did get some good stuff in the body shoot like i said that video is up right now on our facebook page go check it out just search arch city paranormal on facebook uh give us a like and a follow uh we'd love you to but you don't have to to watch the videos so you can just go over there and check it out a uh, really good video, though. It's about a 10-minute long video with intelligent responses from the um, from the REM pod uh, at the very beginning of the video and then some more stuff that goes on later on. It's good, good stuff. But, yeah, I don't think I... I may go back for a tour, um, but... Uh, no. Wasn't impressed wasn't impressed i would have much rather went to uh moundsville again um which could be happening um but i would have much rather went to moundsville again it reminded me a lot of moundsville obviously it's not a prison uh but just the size you know the 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 mass of the place you know um that is much reminding me of uh, uh, moundsville and in moundsville Moundsville is the only place. Moundsville is the only place that I would publicly endorse uh, to like pay to go to. Um, every place else has been cool. Uh, we've had experiences almost everywhere we've been. Uh, but as far as like to pay to go and like t- and to look you in your eye, even though we're on a podcast to look you in your eye and say you will there you will get shit you shit will happen that's moundsville um 
nowhere else I could say that because it would be subjective or, you know, you couldn't, <clears throat> you couldn't be sure. <clears throat> I clear my throat there. All right. But yeah, Moundsville would be the place where I'd be like, oh, you know, whatever you're paying to go to Moundsville. Cool. You, 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 you will get evidence there. Some shit will happen to you at Moundsville. Uh, everywhere else, it's, be, it's, hit, it's hit or miss. So, yeah, that's what I... That's what I think of Waverly. Not a bad place. Just not somewhere I think I would... Uh, I'm not dying to go back, put it that way. Okay, so... We're going to close up today's show with uh, someone looking for a little bit of advice on stuff that's going on in their house that I thought I might be able to help them out with. So here we go. Uh, this is from Reddit. Uh, our uh, the, the author here thinks something's happening uh, in their son's room. So I'm just going to read through it and then I'll give you my thoughts on it. Um, my spouse, 29 male, and myself, 26 female, and my son, 19 months old, uh, moved into our townhouse in May of 2019. When we moved in, there was nothing odd about the house except for a smell coming from the closet in the baby nursery and the cross hanging on the pantry door. I thought nothing of it. My husband joked and said, you threw the cross out? If weird stuff starts happening, it's your weird farts starts happening. The churds are burping. Anyway, weird stuff starts happening. It's your fault. Well, the smell in the closet never really went away, and there's it's still there despite having it checked for mold or anything else. So I started to notice some weird things sometime after moving. I apologize not for remembering the exact time this started happening, but I think I started noticing it just a few months later. The first thing that happened was seeing things in the corner of my eye. I started hearing some things. I would hear my son crying or screaming in his room and check on him, and he would be sound asleep. Sometimes I swear I hear something going on on the baby monitors. Sometimes... When he wakes up, he looks terrified. I know my son's cries and his scared cry and his face uh, looked fearful too. And if you're a parent, you know what that is. Like when they're scared or they're hurt, you know that cry from four rooms away. Like, oh, he hurt himself. <laughs> oh, he's scared of something. Um, notice I laughed at him being hurt. Not Anyway, anyhow, I don't like your kids and, and neither does anyone else except their grandparents, just so you know. Moving along. <clears throat> Uh, screaming in his room. Someone, sometimes he wakes up. I, I know my son's cries, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's always looking at the corners of the room and usually at either of the two closets in his room when he gets scared. I hear my husband and son when I'm home alone in the house and it can't be explained. Or sometimes it's just nonsense. I'll just hear stuff. I'm sitting in the bathroom, which my son's uh, crib on the opposite wall. I hear something in his room, a voice, but it's inaudible. So I try to listen and make more out of it, maybe a word or two, and then it stops. It's like it knows I hear it and it wants me to know it's there. Weird things happen when I go to bed. Sometimes while trying to relax in my room, usually in the morning before my son gets up or during his nap when I sometimes lay down. I Once I heard some kind of music. I couldn't tell where it was or where it was coming from. I have neighbors on either side. So my first thought was with them, but then I realized it's just coming from inside our house but barely audible to make it worse it was like three or four in the morning so i'm pretty sure it wasn't our neighbors as they're old and they're not likely not the cause i was scared until it went away and that and i only experienced that a couple times i've only experienced that a couple times since then when laying in bed and i hear this humming sound coming from like inside the mattress or under my bed i can feel the vibration of it even then i roll over to the other side and it's not there this happens a lot if i shift back there's the noise it's back again 
We have two baby gates downstairs that you can hear open and close from upstairs. If you hear, if you hear it, someone has opened it. My husband and I were in our room spending time together. I don't know if that's code for like spending. You go. Anyway, spending time together and I heard the gates open twice. I was a bit freaked out, chalked it up to hearing things, but then I heard it again and asked if he heard. He said he did. I bolted downstairs ready to beat some intruder's butt. The wife, never mind. We're not going to get into good. So anyway, equal opportunity. But the doors were all still locked, no sign of anyone. So the only thing I could think of was some kind of presence. I don't know what or who is it, who it is, or if it's even real. Once my husband confirmed that he had in fact been experiencing the same, the same things I was, my skepticism went away. And I truly believed that I had some bad juju on my home. I asked my good friend who is a practicing witch and empath to come and sensitive to come check on these things. She told me she felt a presence in my son's nursery, but I don't think anywhere else in the house. She said, I'll ask for clarification. I'm asking for advice. What would you do to protect yourself from an unknown presence? Um, so. Let's, let's cover a little bit. Um, first of all, the smell probably, I don't know, maybe repaint. I'm not sure. A sulfur smell, um, is believed to be attached somehow to uh, malevolent spirits. So I don't know if that's it now, now anything. And then preface all this that I'm getting ready to say was even if, if, if we came into somebody's home and we set up all our equipment short of getting an EVP that said, Hey, I'm an evil spirit. I'm here to fuck shit up. Or uh, capturing like a a, a full bodied apparition uh, with one of our cameras, no one's no one can really say what it is or what it isn't. What we can do though is what we can eliminate things. It, so first of all, the smell. I would repaint one of the closets see if see if that takes care of it. I don't think it has anything to do with you throwing out the 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 cross from the pantry. I think that's ridiculous. Someone else's belief is if it's not yours, then it's not going to be helping you any. Let's just go through the list here. Mm, seeing stuff out of the corner of your eye, hearing things, uh, um, crying, starting to cry, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of what that is makes me think it's EMF. Uh, EMF detector, check your EMF, check your uh, light uh, outlets, specifically check that room. Could be high EMF in there, could be affecting the kid as well. Uh, but you feel like you're being uh, watched. You're seeing stuff out of the corner of your eye. You're hearing things. Sounds like high EMF to me. Because um, then when you concentrate on it, it's going to go away. Uh, side sleeper, humming stuff. That's just weird. Uh, some kind of tinnitus maybe. Maybe go to the doctor, get it checked out. But it sounds like something, if it was legit coming from inside the mattress or under your bed, you'd hear it through both ears. So being that you only hear it from one ear, my belief is, is something, you know, related to tinnitus, something like that. Um, the baby gates downstairs is interesting. Uh, does you didn't, you don't mention any pets, so I don't think that that would be anything. Uh, but that's kind of cool. I also think it's pretty cool that you were like, you know, told your husband to get the fuck out of the way and you were the first one downstairs you go husband's experience experiencing stuff too so that leads me to believe maybe maybe you've got something it could just be a mini mass hysteria thing uh your kid and then the kids looking at the closet or up in the corners the kids are dumb and i don't say that i don't say that to be mean Although I will say nobody likes your kid, like I said before, except your, except you and your and your your parents. But kids are dumb, 
and they focus. I mean, that they, they we really are. I mean, as humans, I don't exclude myself from this. I was a dumb kid. I was a moron, probably much later in life than I probably should have been. Um, but just like we, I mean, hell, we talked about it on the show already earlier. It takes so long for our brains to develop and to to grasp stuff. I mean, we're in our twenties before any 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 anthropologist, any doctor is going to look at you and go, "Yeah, your brain's fully developed." We're in our 20s, our 20s. So you want to know why your your 15-year-old kid still acts like a fucking idiot? It's because he's a, he's because he's still a fucking idiot. That's why. They're just not built right yet. It's it, I mean it's biological. It's not their fault. But anyway, the, the little kid fixating on something, that's you putting something on him. He's still fascinated. I mean, at 19 months. He's still fascinated by, you know, bright colors and shiny shit. He, that could be a, a shadow in the corner of the room that he's just like, oh, is that, you know, I don't know who, I don't know what the fuck the kids watch nowadays, but you know, is that my favorite cartoon character? Oh, nope. Just a shadow. No. Oh, what's mom talking about? She thinks, you know, don't, don't, you trust your kid. You love your kid. I'm positive. He's the best kid in your world. He is not an objective adult. So. But it sounds to me like it's EMF. It sounds to me like a lot of EMF, uh, a lot of documentation needs to be done. Do like me. Get you some Palo Santo. Light that bitch up. Um, make sure you got a window open so you're just not chasing demons through the house. Run through the house. Tell everybody you want them out. And it's going to do one of two things. Whatever's there, if something's there, it's going to chase them out the window. If nothing's there, you're going to think you chased it out the window and you're good to go. So repaint the closet. Don't trust the kid. Leave the baby gates open. See if something closes them. There you go. Burn some Palo Santo. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Rid your house of evil spirits with Kyle. I'm positive like Rachel's listening right now, just shaking her head like, oh my God, it's like the worst. I know. I know. That's why I'm not the professional at it. That's why we need Rachel here on the show. <clears throat> but she's not. You get me. So maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this when uh, we can get Rachel on. Uh, those of you who aren't familiar, Rachel is our, our resident medium. And uh, much more sympathetic than I am. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm empathetic. I feel like I can feel things in areas. I'm, I'm starting to open myself up to that. Uh, but yeah, you start quoting the, or you start attributing a paranormal investigation to a 19 month old kid like to stop stop it stop get an emf detector check the emf in the whole house my guess is there's high emf probably somewhere around that the the little ankle biter's crib and he's pissed off at you and everybody else because he can't figure out why his head hurts and he's hearing stuff and he's seeing stuff like his mom or you know lay off the vodka I don't know why you would give the kid vodka, but there's that too. <laughs> so there you go. The <laughs> episode 22 in the books. I know some of you are probably thankful. Like, holy shit, this guy's finally done talking. Episode 22 done over with. So it's finished. 
Uh, really glad you stuck around and listened to us. I do, I do appreciate you listening. Hopefully you laughed. Hopefully you learned something about UFOs, maybe a little bit of anthropology right there. Make sure to be looking out. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast because I know for sure you want to hear me. And if, if you don't want to hear me, I'll have other people on. More of the team will come on. They'll be, they'll be more entertaining than I am. Uh, so subscribe to this and then look out for our Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday morning podcast, which will be coming out soon which is me again talking and um but just talking about stuff that'll probably i don't know piss even more people off thanks a lot for listening thank you so much for tuning in tell your friends tell your pals tell one friend tell one friend to hey you need to go listen to this idiot it's an hour of your life you're never going to get back but it'll be worth it consider it a prank tell somebody <laughs> tell somebody to, to to check this out Art City Paranormal Podcast. I'm Kyle, your tour guide through the uh, to your tour guide through the weird. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week. And until then, make sure to do one thing and one thing only. Well, do a couple things. Love each other. Be nice to each other. We need more of that in the world. Stop being a fucking Karen. Get your shit together, and realize other people got shit going on too, and you don't know what it is. Smile. Be nice. Be nice. It's fucking free. There's nothing on the planet free anymore except you being nice. Be nice to the kid at, at the fucking Burger King. You got pickles on your fucking burger. Relax. Relax. You pick them off. You do what everybody else does. You pick them off. Be nice to each other. Care about each other. People got shit going on. You don't know what you don't know what they got going on. So even if they're an asshole to you, just smile. Only you can control your attitude. Only you get to control your emotions. Don't let anybody else do that. And above all else, make sure, until next time, stay weird, everybody.